for listening to the Life Church Connect series with Pastor Josh Love. For more info about any ministry talked about in this podcast or things going on around the church, check out our website, livechurchofcolumbia.org. Hey, and welcome back to Life Church Connect series. I'm Josh Love, along with my trusted sidekick, Scott Mercer. Hey, hey! <laughs> and today we're talking to our children's pastor, Lindsay Stowe. How are you doing today, Lindsay? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Great. Before we get into this, though, I do want to let you know that are listening about something that we have coming up Easter, Easter weekend. <laughs> we'll be starting a four-day journey on Thursday night before Easter that we are calling A Journey Through the Cross. That Thursday night, we'll be doing a teaching on 24 hours leading up to the cross, along with communion together. Then Friday night, we'll be showing the passion of the Christ. Saturday night, we'll be worship and teaching on the time between the cross and his resurrection. And finally, Sunday morning, we'll celebrate the resurrection of Jesus together as a family. We are super excited about this and hope that you can join us. Now, let's talk about Life Church Kids Club. So, Lindsay, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. Your family, what y'all like to do, what are the kids into these days? <laughs> well, I am married to Bobby Stowe. We've been married 10 years, and we have seven kids. And we just really like to hang out with each other. We Obviously, with seven kids, we can't just up and go everywhere all the time. <laughs> so we spend a lot of time at home, family time. And I don't know what else <laughs> That's a lot of freaking kids. <laughs> I, I have three, and I don't know how you keep up with seven. That's a lot. All right, let me ask you this. Okay. How did you and your family end up here at Life Church? What was the journey? Well, we just got to where, where we, the place that we were at, we just were wanting more. Mm-hmm. And I was raised a Baptist, and my husband was raised in a Pentecostal church. And, uh, we he was he went on to to find a, a home church for us and he found life church and uh kind of brought us here and we fell in love with everybody here and just we were being fed and we were able to get to a place with our our relationship with God that we knew this is where we were supposed to be so i got to ask you coming from a baptist background what was it like making the transition here to Live Church? Um, well, I thought everybody was here was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we are. <laughs> but, um, well, after I kind of took it in for a few months, I realized if I would stop paying attention to everybody else and start focusing on God, I would realize, you know, y'all are just crazy for God. Wow. That's pretty good. I like that. Uh all right, so give us some insight on your journey that led you to children's ministry specifically. Okay, um, well, when we came here, I, there wasn't a program for our kids, for our young kids. And so I pretty much just said, well, if there's nobody to do it, I'll do it. <laughs> and uh, so that's how it started. It To me, it really wasn't a calling. It was just a, there was a position that needed to be filled, and... I filled it, and uh, just kind of along the way, I grew to love it and feel like that's where I was supposed to be, and that's really how I got there, and every single week, it gets better and be- and better. That's awesome. 
Uh, for me personally, uh, I was actually kind of the same way when we first moved here. Uh, just the way some things went down, the youth pastors here ended up leaving uh, just kind of unannounced. It just kind of happened, you know, and me being the young guy here, it was obvious. Oh, we're just going to throw you in there. Uh, and I was kind of the same way at first, uh, just filling a spot because it needed to be and, and felt the same way. Just, I mean, fell in love with it. Now yeah. I can't imagine. Oh, yeah. You know I love I mean? my like, kids. Now you look back and see, wow, this was the journey that, that I was supposed to take. Right. Uh, it's, it's amazing how we get there. Uh, so tell me this. How, what makes you know, uh, I'm going to word this right. What makes you know for certain that children's ministry is your place? That's your journey. What is it about it? Can uh, because I have a passion for it. I want to see these kids, you know, grow up and know about God and know about the presence of God. And I want to see them, you know, fulfill their purpose. And uh, so that, I just, I believe that you're passionate, you're going to be passionate about what God wants you to do. Right. So. How has, this is just kind of off of our, our list here, but tell me this, how has being a parent, and, and we talked a while ago, I mean, seven kids, uh, varying in lots of age difference there, uh, but how has that played a role in how you pastor the children here? Well, I mean, I think everything in, in life, you can relate to your spiritual walk, and, um, you know, I, I've grown to have patience with them, and... Don't really know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> how is it? How is it really though? How do you take in? Because you said you got seven kids. Uh huh. All right, and you're trying to pastor a bunch of kids that ain't your kids. Do you? What's the? I guess what's the struggle in that? Or what do you find yourself having to uh, deal with and adapt with? Because you're not going to handle all the kids like you would necessarily handle your kids. Right. Well, first, God gives you a love for these these kids, and you have a and right. and a patience, and you have to realize that each child that comes through there here has a different personality. They have a yeah. different home life, so you have to deal with them in different ways. And if you know you have kids that come in there and they may cause a lot of trouble and. You know, the flesh in me want, may want to just be like, all right, go. Go to your parents, but you can't do that because these kids need love. And wow. you don't know if they're coming to you that you're the person that's going to show Christ's love to them. So you have to, take, you have to take every child and give them their own personal, their own personal relationship with you. I want them all to feel special. Yeah. And, you know... Wow, what an awesome foundation, though, if you think about it for the kids. Because we spent so much time, I feel like, trying to teach that you're to have your own personal relationship with God. But if we, as the ones leading them, just throw out this generic blanket relationship with them to where we're just all going to somewhat treat them the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? How does that play into, oh, well, you have to per have a personal relationship with God, but I'm not going to give you that personal relationship. Yeah, and actually for a long time, before I really fell in love with, with the children and the children's church, uh, I think for a long time that's what I did. I just kind of came in here and I did, I taught my lesson, and I didn't get to know them personally. But once I started, you know, learning their name, what they like, the, you know, certain, even the way to a kid's heart, through snacks, things like that that <laughs> mm -hmm. they like, you know, and they remember, oh, I'm going to bring you that next week, and you bring it, and they're like, oh, well, she cared enough to think about me throughout the week, and you start getting relationships where they trust you, because if they don't trust you, they're not going to trust you to take them to that place with God in the wow. spirit realm. That's real. Yeah. Uh, I know for me, uh, one of the, uh, he's young, 
uh, which is crazy, as young as he is. But Jeremy Lowe is somebody that's always just really challenged me as a pastor in the way that he does exactly what you were just saying. He's so keen on not only knowing the people, but knowing what they like, mm-hmm. what they're into. it, And it can be weeks or whatever, and you're coming to this service with 200-plus people, and he's remembering, oh, hey, you were into this, and this was going on in your life. And and now to see even how you're handling it, you imagine a student that comes into yours at, uh, what's the age, five? Yeah. And they come in. So a five-year-old comes in and starts experiencing that personal you really care relationship with a pastor yeah. and experiences that all the way growing up in the church. Man, how does that not yeah, we, transform uh, their life? It really started, I really started seeing it when I would come to church and they would run up to me and they'd be so excited to tell me something because they knew I cared and I wanted to know right. what, what was going on in their life. And same thing, if I missed a Sunday, they were coming up to me and be like, Hey, Miss Lindsay, I missed you. What was wrong? We were praying for you, you wow. know? And the relationship goes both ways. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. awesome. That's exciting to hear. Um, so tell us a little bit about Life Church Kids Club. Um, like, what is the vision or the goal? Tell us a little bit about your team, and what are y'all currently teaching right now? Okay. Well, first of all, we have um, Courtney Love, who's with us. She's a teacher. And Lindsay and Scott Mercer are teachers in it. And uh, we have a few helpers, but uh, we just we rotate and each take a week so we don't miss out on every Sunday morning and I'm so thankful for each of them because you know we're a team we're in this together and um, we really just come together and didn't want to just teach these kids the basic Bible stories you know of course we want them to know about all that but we wanted them to know that God wants us to experience his love and I think if they ever you know feel they're in the presence of God, that'll stick. Right. They're not, it's not going to be a story. It's going to become real to them. Wow. So our goal with them this, you know, lately has just been to, to get them into the presence of God, let them, help them to learn how to hear God's voice and where he wants to go with them and just let, them, let him love on them, you know, because that's what they're needing. That's the only way that's going to stick because if we just teach them, hey, it's this story. This happened a long time ago. It's just another story to them. But when you're in a room and they're up there weeping and they don't know why because the presence of God is so good, you know, that's something they come back and they can't wait. They can't wait to be back in the presence of God. That's one thing that I love because when Lindsay first started taking over the children's program, we talked that so many times, especially when we were growing up, I mean, we knew about God, but he was just like a story, like something that was in the distance that you couldn't really communicate with or anything like that. And growing up as a kid, it's almost an imaginary thing. Mm -hmm. But we don't want them to experience that. We want them to experience what we as adults are experiencing now, that he's a father and he's we're capable of relationship with him. And to see our children experiencing that now has been amazing. Yes. That's exciting. <laughs> It'll blow your mind. I, yeah. I, I would know that. Yeah. Because we worked with, me and Josh, me and you worked with youth before as far as seeing and getting words of knowledge and stuff like that. But when you go to these kids, and what really blows my mind is how easy they see. Right. I mean, they will see stuff and outside of this realm and totally believe it because they're in, it's like encounter time. I guess right. you're praying with them and you'll ask them. And I had one kid, it still stands out in my head, I had him up there, and he come, he wanted to pray about something, and we started praying, and I, I asked him then, I said, have you ever, were you seeing anything? He had his eyes closed. 
And he said, yeah, I see a big old heart. I said, well, what's on that heart? And he said, my name. <laughs> and I about broke. You hear me? <laughs> I'm a grown man, and I about yeah. broke. Yeah. I was like, my God. Yeah. If we had a lot of adults experience yeah. what yeah. these kids are experiencing. Yeah. They're so it, pure. They don't know not to believe it. Right. Yeah. You know, they don't have all the reasons that we have, but... But what if? And what if? You know, they don't have that. They're pure, and they they just believe that he is who he is. Yeah. And it becomes so natural. Yeah. It's something that is it it shouldn't be, but it's so unnatural to us. It's so natural for them, like their prayer lives. Yeah, we see these kids on a regular basis because we're such a close family here at Life Church. But to see these kids outside operating the way they do on Sunday mornings is phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal to me. They're, when someone's sick or yeah. they see a need somewhere, it's automatically their response, well, let's pray. My, our son, yeah. for instance, Stephen, the other day, it was so funny, we were in a little group talking or whatever, and we just called him to us to ask him a question, and he threw all his stuff down. He was like, is it prayer time? <laughs> it's just a natural thing yeah. for them. God's on their mind all the time. It's not just a Sunday thing. It's not just a Wednesday thing. It's just becoming natural. That's what's awesome is when your kids challenge you. Yeah. Right. Hey, yeah. my three-year-old, my three-year-old woke me up from a dead sleep two nights ago and said, Mama, I need you to pray for me because he was hurting. Wow. And when I prayed for him, he didn't instantly feel, and he said, Mama, it, I'm still hurting, pray again. Because he, at three years old, Expected. is expecting wow. that through prayer he's gonna be healed. Yeah, and if, why awesome. should we change it? If yeah. we can continue to teach them from three years old up, or however mm-hmm. old, that this is it, prayer's the answer to everything. It's just it's simp- it's a simple concept, and it's our job to grow them up in it. Yeah, I love that word that you use, expectation. They are so expecting God to do what they're asking Him to do. Mm-hmm. To do, and that's what we're teaching them upstairs. That you have to believe, and you, God has given you the authority. If you believe in Him and you serve Him, He's giving you the authority to call these things. Yeah. That was one of the lessons that we had. Yep. they're the boss. Because God has made them the boss, of course, right. relating to them in their eyes. But they're so expecting yeah. it. They just know that's, that that's it's going to awesome. happen. They expect supernatural all the time. Yeah. Yep. That's what's crazy. Because Zane, I got a story real quick. Zane come to me the other morning. I ain't told nobody this yet. He come to me the other, or Lindsay told him, said, you go tell your daddy what you dreamed about. And we pray about dreams because he's had night terrors mm-hmm. and stuff. So we pray that God will give him good dreams. And then I'll ask him in the morning sometimes, periodically, do you have any dreams? And he's had a few, and Zoe's had a few. And he come to me the other morning, and I don't know biblically you can base this or not. I don't. I have no idea. I did not studied it yet. But he come to me. He said, God come to me last night. I said, yeah, you was dreaming? And he said, well, no, I was awake. And I said, are you sure you was awake? And he said, well, I was asleep, but it was, it was real. And I said, okay, it was real. I believe you. And he said, he come to me and told me I get a new angel every two to three weeks. I said, well, did you see your angel? And he said, yeah, I seen him. He wow. said it was a girl. I said, okay. Wow. Just like another maybe, conversation. Maybe me knowing Zane, maybe he gets one every two because he wears the other one out. I mean, I that's probably the case. And like I said, I, I have no reason to doubt. It. And we spend a lot of time on that, but... That's what they get up there. Right? Yep. Yeah. You know yep. what I mean? They just they, expect it. Those kids expect that. I love what you all said a while ago, Lindsay, about they haven't 
they don't have a reason to reject it yet. Yeah. Like we we so have to figure it. They don't need to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just can. You know what I mean? And maybe that's why Jesus kind of say, unless you have a faith like a child. In other words, a faith that doesn't have to figure it all out. You just that's exactly fell right. off into it. Yeah. You know? And uh, so we're kind of already throwing some around now. But I do want to. I want y'all to share maybe some testimonies of of just some things y'all have experienced up there. Um, well, something that stuck out to y'all, you know? Um, well, just about every week we come up there and they're ready for prayer time. We've, <laughs> we all uh, set aside a time for prayer for healings, prayer for... I mean, we have these kids that come to you and are like... They're, they're praying for their parents, you know, yeah. unsaved parents that they're expecting to be saved. And, uh, and, you know, I teach them, pray consistently. Don't quit praying until your prayer is answered. Right. And they're there and they're ready for prayer time. But we've had, you know, times that people come up there with a headache. And they'll, well, as soon as class starts, let's, let's pray about this before it even starts. Because they're like, they don't have to deal with this before the whole time. We'll come up there, they'll pray, and the headache's gone. That's that's happened several times. I mean, these kids are being healed up there. I love testimony time because seriously, my mind gets blown all the time because you never know what they're going to say. You know, you have something that you just got (laughs) to, but they're, they're going to school. They're going to, when they're not with their parents, they're experiencing things and they come and tell us about it. And I cry a lot of the time because I just love to hear it. And they're excited to get other people excited about what God's doing. It's just amazing. Wow. What a concept. Imagine that an entire body, you know, even dealing with the adults, something we're pushing right now is testimonies and and the encouragement that it brings. But imagine a body that's built around that idea that we're so excited about what God's doing outside that we want to come, gather together, share what He's doing, and encourage everyone. It makes me uh, want to be as bold as those kids <laughs> yeah. are. I mean, I do. That's awesome. <laughs> Being challenged by our, our yeah. children. That's that's exciting. I know, I know for me personally... Uh, Steven's getting to that age now to where, you know, I mean, you, you got a son his age and where he's wanting to be like dad and everything that dad does. And right now he's on this thing about we're both preachers. That's what he says all the time. <laughs> but anyway, recently uh, at school, his principal, right, yes. uh, had been struggling with some back pain for two days, you know, and somehow it got brought up. So they took Steven to her office so that he could pray for her. And uh, anyway, he went there and prayed for her, and she was floored. She said, "One for one, just by the prayer, he prayed, yeah. being so young." She said, "But on top of that, her back literally it stopped hurting. Yeah. She was just blown away, you know. She had to tell uh, dad about it, and the whole story got back. Well, I'm sitting over there hearing the story. And on one sense, I'm so proud I can't stand. On the other sense, I'm thinking, I, I I'm not even doing that. <laughs> like, you know, like, I haven't stepped out in that kind of boldness. So it's been awesome to yeah. even have the children just pushing I, us. I know? have no doubt I could sit out any Sunday morning and give the floor to Stephen and he'd preach the house down. <laughs> uh, to me, though, just a, a, I don't know, a compliment, I, I guess, to y'all and what y'all are doing. The most awesome part of the whole thing has been when that happened, of course, we were all freaking out about it. Oh, my God, it's so awesome what you're doing. We were congratulating him and just complimenting him constantly and, and Colby said at one point he said something about that's awesome buddy you know why did you do that or how did you do that and Steven's response was because I'm a child of God wow. like that was it like he just really expected that if I'm really a child of God then I get to pray and things happen and yeah. when he said that I was standing there like it's so simple like, <laughs> we've, we've so overcomplicated yeah. everything yeah. if we could like that just say I'm a child of God if I ask he'll give it to me yeah. you know what 
What a testimony. Man, what you guys are doing. So, and I, I pray for y'all because I'm just thankful I don't have to deal with you. Yeah. Uh, so let's do this. What is your, what is your goal for this year, as far as it, it relates to the kids and kids club, what is something that you just want to see or, 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 or after in this year? Honestly, this year is already like just <laughs> gotten way better than I even thought it could. These kids are just, there's no limit on them. So it's hard for me to even set a goal because they've already went so far past, wow. you know, where yes. I would ever expect them to, to go. But that, I just see how much God has for them and that this generation, you know, if we can just show them that God is limitless. That's what I want them to know. I want them to know that nothing is too big for God. And and every week we go in here, I just want there to be no limits on where God wants to take us. And if my goal would just be that we get to where God wants us to be and that I don't get in the way yeah. of anything that he wants to do in these kids' lives. I think we're seeing revival happen. I don't want to misuse that word, but I really do believe that we're going to see revival happen in our kids because this is different. This is way different. Mm -hmm. And they're experiencing something deeper. They're going deeper, and they're hungry. I don't think I've ever experienced hunger like this in kids. I mean, you can just see it all over yeah. them when they come up there. They're ready. Now, I'm not going to say that every... Uh, Right. Time is all, you know, we're dealing with kids here. It still gets chaotic at sometimes. But they're hungry. Mm -hmm. And they're ready to get in there. They're ready to learn. They're ready to see what God has them for that day. So in my mind, we're on the right track. And if we keep going in this direction, we're going to see, keep seeing transformation. Keep seeing revival wow. happen in our kids. And how awesome is that yeah. to have revival start in our kids? That's incredible. I think some of the coolest stuff is is like when when you got a culture established like what it is up there right now, and visitor visitor kids come in, that is the coolest thing. Yeah. Because they're yeah. exposed to it, <laughs> yeah. and you're getting to look at this. It's it's not fear. It's just like wow, what is going yeah. on? Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. they adapt so quick. Right. You couldn't get. I don't think I could ever get an adult to adapt as quick to a culture no. like that as I can a kid. Oh no. Because you can tell a kid and you can reassure them. You know, a new kid and you go up and say it's gonna be. You know, it's okay. And I've had some of them new kids, and I know my thing is helping them see those that see and stuff like that. But some of these new kids, I've been up there and you'll tell them we did a thing where they was drawing whatever they seen or writing words, whatever God laid on their heart and stuff like that, and. New kids just adapting, just yeah. drop of a hat, and they're they're doing it. You know, yeah. they're into it, and they they know that God loves them, and He's gonna give them stuff, and it's yeah. just awesome. It's yeah. awesome for kids that come in first time to be right. exposed to something like that. Yeah, that's exciting to to know that, like you said, new ones coming in, visitor kids coming in, they're being exposed to what you are talking about, the important things of his presence and being able to hear him speak, and being able to be involved with him instead of it just being another, well, let's stick them up here, let's give them snacks, let's right. keep yeah, them read occupied. Them, read them Zacchaeus or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's so awesome because I love what you started with about not wanting to just settle for them knowing Bible stories. Like, yeah, it's awesome. We want them to know what David did to Goliath, yeah. but we want, to know, we want them to know why yep. and how. And how did he do it? By being a lover of God's presence and he was pursuing him. And when they begin to see and experience God for real, then you can tell them, 
Now, all these impossible things that David did, you can do it too. And they're apt to believe it because they've been it. They've been with him. They've heard yeah. him speak. And uh, so, well, at that's a young incredible. age, anyway, they're already bulletproof. They're you. It's unreal how they're not scared of certain things. They'll jump off of everything. Yeah. But they're the same way in the spirit. Wow. When you're teaching them, they're ready to do it. Yeah. yeah. And so why not teach them these things at such a young age when they're ready and right. they're just going to go from here? Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, we do something on stepping out and praying for healing, and you got to do a six-week course with adults right. and push them and prod them. And with kids, you teach them one day and say, hey, if you pray for them, they get healed, and they're out praying for everybody. Yeah. Stephen come on the other day. There was a girl in my class that had a cough, so I just prayed for her. I'm like, just anything and everything. Yeah. Just... Oh, I've been, you know, I've even told them upstairs, look, on Sunday morning when we're in worship, if you feel the need, when we're up there praying, because I don't want them to feel like just because they're kids, they're lesser than these adults. Right. They true. have the same authority. They have greater faith than most of the adults right. in the building. So why not? I mean, I brought them up a few months ago to pray for the my uh, nephew that lost sight in one of his eyes. And to this day, every single Sunday, that's been months ago, every they come to me and they're like, has Cade seen again? Is he seeing yet? Yeah, we prayed for him Sunday. Yeah, yeah they, they prayed pray for every him Sunday. every Sunday. Sunday. So you know they're praying for him during the week. Right. So they're... I mean, they're ready, and they know that Kay's going to see again, and they can't wait. Yeah. What okay. blows What blows my mind? Uh, okay. you go, it blows my mind that they don't get hung up on the same stuff we do. Right. Failure is not no. the same as it is with us. Right. For some reason, and I don't understand it, but it it's just the way it is. If they fail, you reassure them one time, and they're gone. Yeah. yeah. And they'll never deal with it again because they like, all right, they told me this what happened, so here we go. Yeah. yeah. That goes as well. I was about to say, Lindsay made them, what is it called? The prayer board? Yeah, it's just a prayer time it's board. It's a prayer time board that they all got to take home. It's got envelopes with different categories or whatever. So they get prayers, and there's different categories, but one category is healings. And they write down someone that they're praying for that needs healing, and you go back every night. And you pray for the same things and you add some things. But when the healing has happened, you take it and move it to the envelope of praise. Yeah. And it's really exciting because of what you said, Scott. They don't give up on it. That's still in there. We're still praying for that. They remind you. And then it's super exciting for them. And it's a faith builder when they get to move that envelope. I love the prayer board. Yeah. And so do the kids. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's legit. Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome that, you know, like you said, I feel like as adults, when that happens and it's been weeks or whatever, we start building theologies around it. Right. Well, it if happen. it's God's will, mm-hmm. or this isn't right, or that, and they're just not. They're they just don't not, quit, no. man. This is, you know, like that, coming every week. Is he yeah. seeing? Is he seeing? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just. Well, you man, know this, the same thing, like when you're going somewhere and your kids are in the back seat and they never quit asking, <laughs> are, we are we there? Are we there? Are we there? They're just persistent. Yeah. Right. And they, they don't give up on it. So, so why not the same teach them to be persistent in prayer? Yeah. <laughs> that's so awesome. That's real. <laughs> That's good stuff. I Man, I tweet am, that. <laughs> right? I am I'm excited right now. Let's go pray for some people right, right now. Like, Man, that's so good. And it's cool because every I think every time we have a service, there's somebody gets healed up there. Mm-hmm. Every time I hadn't been up there not one time, and I have somebody get healed, and it blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Like last say, week, we had a little girl. I will say, got healed. Just like in every other situation. Uh, the devil don't like what we're doing in these kids. Yeah. And uh, there have been a couple times we've been up there, and they're a little bit rowdy and a little bit, but 
we just got to cut it off at the head and say, no, devil, we're going to keep on doing what we're doing. Not You're today. not going to get us off a of track. And we, God's just way bigger than anything the devil's going to throw at us. Yeah. Man, it's exciting. So, look, let's wrap it up with this. What would you tell somebody listening right now that is either working with children now or maybe feels called in that direction? What would be some words of encouragement that you feel like you could give someone that's headed in the same direction that you want? Well, for me, um, you can't get uh, bogged down with a certain way of doing things. And my mom has been working with children as long as I can remember. And she's amazing at it. Like, I take a lot from her. Um, But when I come in and start working with kids, which is honestly something I never thought I would do, uh, I tried to do things her way. And I tried to do things mimicking someone else. And it wasn't going well at first. And I got discouraged because I felt like they weren't taken from me. Or maybe I'm just not a kid person. But that's not it at all. You just have to get in the groove. And you can't be afraid to look stupid. Because kids relate to that. They relate to fun. and, And you have to be relatable to them. So I would just say, if it's something that you're interested in or whatever, and it's just not working well at first, don't give up. You just got to find your groove, and it's going to work the kinks out and everything, and lots of patience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. That's what I would say, too. Don't give up because there have been times in this journey that it just didn't seem like they were learning anything. It seemed like it was just I was talking to myself, I was talking to walls. I spent more time getting on to them than, <laughs> you know, teaching them anything. But when I realized that to get on their level and to, Find a way to teach them to where it makes it fun, it makes it learn, build their trust, and then you can just pour into them everything. God's going to make a way and don't give up. I mean, because He want, he, these are His children and He wants them just to go deeper. So just don't give up. Yeah. I noticed the word y'all used a lot is patience. Maybe that's why he didn't call me to work with small children. (laughs) Uh, This has been super exciting. I'm not going to lie. I've been so encouraged by this already, hearing y'all just talk about what these kids are doing. This is, we we, we throw the word around a lot here is is culture, that we want to build cultures, culture of family and and just things like that. And and to me, it's never a culture until it's in all the the generations represented. That's right. From the top to the bottom, from the oldest to the youngest. And to see these types of things, you know, right now in Life Church, just as a, a testimony and encouragement that we're seeing it from one end of the scale to the other, yeah. that there is a culture being created of the buzzword that y'all been using of expect expectation. People come here and they're just expecting something to happen from children's church to worship to the preaching to encounter times, whatever it may be. Uh, and for me, that's something that I pray always stays at the forefront that that no matter what we come, we expect God to do something. Yeah. Uh, if not. You know, why are we coming? Why are we showing up? Uh, man, this has been great. This has yeah. been some rich stuff. So, <laughs> Lindsay, thank you for stopping by and hanging out with us. Thank I know you, you were so super much. nervous, but this was awesome. This was <laughs> No, really I wasn't good. nervous at all. And Courtney, for sharing your, your input on working with children. Thank you. For, thank you all both for being here. Thank you all. Uh, and thank you all for listening once again. Don't forget to go check out our website for more information, lifechurchofcolumbia.com. Nope, dot org. <laughs> So until next time, love God, love people. Era, era.
for listening to the Life Church Connect series. For more information, visit lifechurchofcolumbia.org.